back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are ready to go. We're locked and loaded. Uh, big show for you guys today. We're going to start off the show talking a little bit of wrestling action. We got some Wrestle Kingdom news to kind of follow up on. We got some uh, WWE NXT news. We got some AEW news. A little bit of everything going on there. We're just going to kind of review all the shows in quick fashion. Not go match by match, but just kind of the major happenings. Um, and then we're going to end the show today. We got a lot of NFL talk. We're talking the end of the Motor City Dan Campbell's first our first year here in Detroit. We're going to be talking some potential changes there uh, on his coaching staff. We're going to be talking NFL playoffs. We're also going to be talking about the teams that kind of maybe thought we would be talking about in that playoff conversation that aren't there. Some of our biggest disappointments and maybe some of our biggest surprises uh, over the regular season as we finish up week 18 in the NFL this week. Uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, you already know who's in the playoffs. So we're not going to talk actual matchups just yet. Um, but we're going to talk about the playoff teams, who's on upset alert in the playoffs, you know, who's our favorites, who's our nots, all that good stuff. So lots of NFL action coming your way. But let's start off in the squared circle, picking up where we came off last week. Um, let's talk Wrestle Kingdom first, Mike, because I think that's the, the, the biggest of the shows, technically, if we're talking about importance um, in the mm -hmm. wrestling world. Um, maybe not here in North America. But just real quick, just the results of the world title matches I wanted to go over quickly, right? Okada beat Shingo night one, and then... That bastard Okada again, night two. I almost texted you. I was like, oh, I'm one for one. And then I saw the next night, I go, I'm one for two. <laughs> um, I was all for two, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. um, Thoughts on New Japan pivoting back to Okada. And with um, – I'll, I'll, I'll say that first because I have another question afterwards. <laughs> but um, thoughts on them pulling a WWE and just going – when in doubt, give it to Cena. When in doubt, give, give it, it to Okada. Okada. Yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Osprey's even going to be in Japan that oh, much he, longer. He said he is. Oh, is he staying in Japan? <laughs> he said, he's, like, because, like, he's like the forbidden... And in his post-presser, he said, the forbidden door is not open for me. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm in New Japan. Yeah. I know. I was just like, he was doing a lot of U.S. Yeah. stuff before, so yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if he was going to go back yeah. to, like, some U.S. stuff or if he was right. going to stay well, in I'm Japan. Well, I'm sure he's going to do indies at some... I mean, he's yeah. still doing Red yeah. Pro. Yeah. He's wrestling. He's still champion yeah. right now. The, the yeah. thing is, is just Japan's not open, so, like, yeah, if yeah. you leave, yeah. you need that two-week quarantine period, and I don't know if you want yeah, to leave and doing. go back to yeah. that or whatever. I don't think but, he lives in Japan. Right? He does, but if you go to yeah. like, if you go to like back to the U.S. or you go to like yeah, yeah. for like Brit to Britain or whatever, yeah, yeah. like you have to do that two week quarantine thing every time right, you right. enter back into Japan. So exactly, so that's why I'm like I wouldn't imagine that like unless you're gonna stay in Japan to keep working shows, yeah. like you might not be back right away. Right. But and you know, Okada is just New Japan all the way. All the time, yeah. never anywhere else, maybe. <laughs> uh, but um, you're just trying to will that. I'm into trying. Existence. I'm trying so hard to will it into existence. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not shocked necessarily. They gave it to Okada. I was really hoping, and obviously they could do it next year or the year yeah. after. But you you've gotten so much out of Shingo and and Will yeah. from Best of Super Juniors 19 oh, yeah. to the to the two or uh, to the G1 Climax of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. You had two matches there. They're both over five star matches. You know you're just gonna get an absolute banger every time they work together. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's kind of where I was like looking at was you have Shingo win and now you have this big like trilogy match mm -hmm. ending in night two of Russell Kingdom yeah, would yeah. just be like a crazy like yeah, thing. It'll probably be a a huge like six star main yeah. event kind of thing. And, right, right, right. Yep. But also going the route of Okada and Osprey, yeah. 
Awesome. Okada has been champion in a hot minute now. It's been over a year since yes. he's held the title. So that's the longest time, in my recollection at least, since he's debuted with the Rainmaker character that he's been without the title mm. like this. Where, like, he wasn't even really in the in the picture. Like, Yeah. The know, last time he was challenged, yeah, he challenged... Um... Like, he lost to Shingo when Osprey had to re- had to vacate it. Yeah, and, and then, then after that, it was like, okay, well, he's going to go win the G1 and yeah, all he, stuff. Yeah, but he did before that. that, even, he wasn't the champion, though, either. So it's like, you know, he's taken some L's along the way here. Mm. So it's not like they've – they haven't kept him clean, necessarily, but definitely feels like we're in for a little bit of a haul. Here yeah, but I think, for the, I think for the next – I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be shot for a year, yeah. honestly. Especially with the with the they call it the clap clout the clap crowd yeah. they have in New Japan right now because mm-hmm. they can't vocalize anything. Yeah. I think just having a guy like Okada just be there yeah. and just like speak will through language. that speak the language and will through it for the next six to eight months before they can open back up and actually like vocalize and like yeah, yeah. and like cheer or whatever. I think is pretty important there too. Yeah. Um. I'm just upset because I wanted Osprey to win I know. so badly, I know. but I mean he's got he's only 30, so he's so, got time. So, so let me ask you this now though, because I texted you earlier this week. Yeah. Because now he he you know so Osprey goes on Instagram and he goes I've been the world champion in three different countries right I am the true intercontinental champion now mm-hmm. we have both talked a lot and if you listen to our old shows uh, in the past you know that of our disdain especially mine i am a intercontinental stand so mm-hmm. any version I'm, I'm all for so when they got rid of it though and we talked about this last week where we kind of felt like there was a there was something missing mm-hmm. right like that other big match mm-hmm. right as much as you want to throw tanahashi and kenta which was a train wreck of a match where they just beat the living dog crap out of each other i mean kenta almost died it looks like um but the U.S. title just doesn't have that umph behind it. I don't know if it's because WWE has conditioned us to where, like, the IC title is the second mm-hmm. title. You know what I mean? Where, like, that's – you want that, right? Um, but with Osprey teasing it, he did it on his Instagram story, too, where he had the picture of the old belt on there, right? Any possibility at all that you think, in your opinion, that that's where they're going, where maybe Osprey brings that back? Because I felt him winning the world title was a bit premature, I would have much rather him won a IC, a U.S. first, just to kind of put you in that heavyweight main event level tier mm-hmm. and then win the title. Now, they didn't do that. It is what it is. But similar to Shingo in a lot of respects, I think it would have been a lot easier to pellet when he did win it, where you go, okay, mm-hmm. he's IC champ. Now he's world champ. The, the progression makes sense. You know, Naito kind of did that same thing, right? You know, Shinsuke, you know, and, it just kind of feels like there's a there's something missing in each man, which yeah. is funny to say because they've got a gajillion championships. But I think you could cut a couple and bring that one back. A couple, I yeah, think you could cut a lot. Yeah, um, I don't know how you feel about it. What your thoughts are? Do you want to see it back? Do you think there's already enough championships in New Japan? Where are you at with it? Yeah, um, I I would say at the moment to not bring it back. I um, you. <laughs> mean to me, I hate everything about you. I know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the only reason I say that is. I think you look at the show you had, and yeah. until you can open back up yeah, yeah. and bring in guys mm-hmm. from like here's the thing, and I and I said this uh, last week or two weeks ago when we talked about this, I was like, if if Japan was open mm-hmm. and you could just fly people over, yeah. and you and show you could just you could yeah you could just add just, here's a few names you add Jay White, Jay Lethal, the Young Bucks, 
and Adam Cole, say yeah. you add to this New Japan card, it's already ten times better than what it was. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're just if you could just add a couple AEW or Impact or whoever guys that you're working with, and you could just add those to that show, it would be great. Right now, with the roster that just New Japan individually has, yeah. I think bringing another championship wouldn't do much yeah. because there's not enough people yeah. Yeah. depth to like work with that. Mm-hmm. I would much rather. Uh, Will Ospreay just go with Hiroshi Tanahashi and fight yeah. for the U.S. title. Yeah. If he wants to win that one yeah. and just kind of do something with that for a bit before yeah. they and now when they open back up, mm-hmm. we can have this discussion again if you're gonna have more international talent come yeah. in. But purely yeah. with New Japan talent they have right now, right. I, I don't think adding more championships helps in any yeah. way. Yeah, for me it's more of like a, I just like it because I, I like I said I just felt like there was a void. I liked the way. They built the Intercontinental Championship the way it should be built, right? It was the second most important championship yeah. where it could definitely main it main event in Wrestle Kingdoms. I mean, yes. I mean, it, it did. did. So, for that championship, the lineage it had, right, where you didn't really, you never deviated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can like literally, Bad Luck Valley sticks out as like the worst one possible, probably to hold it. Yes, but even then, it was a quick turnaround type type of title change. But like, you think of the guys that held that. Shinsuke, I mean, even MVP, you can knock him, but like he's a big star, you know, you know Tanahashi, Jay White's, Naito's, you know, those kind of guys that held it, you know, Minoru Suzuki, Bushi's, I mean, yeah, right, yeah. like, like those are all really good, mm-hmm. you know, wrestlers, right? They they really embody what that championship means. So I'm interested to see if they're going to kind of do the Shinsuke route with Osprey, where maybe you don't need to be the world champion. But maybe if you if you bring this back or they give him the U.S. title to elevate that the way Shinsuke did yeah. with that middle and that second chance. Yeah, and that's what I mean is I think Osprey would be yeah. a perfect guy to take the U.S. title, have like three or four just banger matches, yeah, and yeah. you go, man, this is now a must-see title. Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at the U.S. title originally, yeah. Kenny won it, yeah. and the first Wrestle Kingdom he had with it, it was that Chris Jericho match, which was right. like a banger of a match. Right. And then you had Jay well, White. was on the line. Uh, yeah, the yeah. title, yeah. But then you had Jay White win it, and yeah. then you had, uh, again, who was it, Cody, Robin, but then, or Juice Robinson. Robinson. And then it started oh, going a little downhill after that. But the first two, you were like, man, this could really be a, a real thing that you have yeah. here. And so I think giving it to Osprey can help if he has some matches with Shingo, with um, Naito, and those kind of guys, and have yeah. great matches with them. I think it can elevate that single title Absolutely. until you open back up. And then if you want to bring the IC title back, yeah. I wouldn't hate it. But right now, I think you need to elevate that title a little bit more before. I think the U.S. title, too, got hurt a little bit because their U.S. expansion didn't go according to yeah. plan. I think I Moxley think. heard it a lot because he wasn't there with COVID to defend yeah, it. There so there was like a year where it was just like, he's just champion, but not really champion. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of just like After awkward. After White held it, it kind of took a dip. Cause like nothing against Juice Robinson, but it's Juice Robinson. So there's yeah. that, you know, like when you're fighting David Finley and these kind of people, it just doesn't make, yeah, it feels more like, like a TV title. It does. It really does. That, it uh, almost feels like that's where the Never belt should have been. Yeah, like, that's where, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Like, like I you're like putting it on the same yeah. levels as Never, where we were thinking more of like a yeah. IC world title. Right, exactly. And you're like, that's not really where even, it is. Even when Kenny won, I know we're getting sidetracked here, but it's a fun conversation. Even when Kenny won it, we watched that tournament together. Yes. And we like, you're like, okay, so he wins it. So he's the first one. We get that. But like, we're all just kind of waiting for him to win the world title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like okay. He wins it. He but he's gonna yeah. drop it really quickly because yeah, he's gonna yeah. be Okada in a yeah, few exactly. months or whatever. Right. Like yeah. it, we all knew it was coming. Um. All right. Let, let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's come. Let's fly over to North America. Let's talk NXT first. Sure. Um, just because we had a world title change actually happen. Uh, Braun Breaker, your new um, 
your new NXT heavyweight champion beat Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, we also saw the retirement of the Cruiserweight title, uh, which is unfortunate, but it's fine. Um, so is like um, 205 Live just... Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with the show. No idea. Okay. I have no idea what the Roger Strong is going to do. No idea. I was really hoping Roger Strong was actually going to win that match, but, you know, crap on my dreams. It's yeah. fine. I know going in, it was a long shot he was going to win anyway, but um, no idea. I let's Before we talk about Braun Baker real fast, because I brought this up. The WWE Cruiserweight experiment started out good. The yeah. tournament, good yeah. quality matches. You oh, the Cruiserweight Tournament Sabre was phenomenal. Jr., Zach yeah. Sabre Jr., right? Kota Ibushi was in the there. results, hit or miss. Yeah. I, you know, I literally think outside of the mo- outside of the time that Pac, or at the time Neville, his name at the time, held it, I don't really think there's any time where you went, I care about this at all. They tried so hard with TJ Perkins, yeah. and it just fell so flat. Yeah. It just – and. The problem is, is that when you, I think the tournament, as good as it was, when you have a Zack Sabre Jr. or a Kota Ibushi in that, anybody else who wins this tournament outside of those two guys, I honestly go, nope, yeah, not, not, not uh-uh. nope, not okay, not yeah. okay with this. So there's so, no way T.J. Perkins yeah, beats Kota Ibushi yeah. normally. Grand Metalik, and you go in the final, and you go, what? Yeah. Who the hell cares? Yeah. But you just had Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Ibushi in here. I would have much preferred to see that. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the on the retry? Of the cruiserweight division because I think they had a lot of good intentions. They gave it a whole hour worth of raw. They gave it their own show. You had quite a few guys on paper. You go, it's a pretty decent roster of guys. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they never. I, a, I don't think they got the time. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two. I don't think they they. The problem is when you make a cruiserweight division and you wanted it to be WCW cruiserweight division, mm-hmm. it was never going to be that. You just didn't have that kind of equity built in. Yeah. And that's what I think what fans were expecting. Yeah. And you didn't even get X division, like OG X division, like Chris Sabins and the PD Williams of the world. Yeah. You got this weird hybrid style mm-hmm. where you didn't get the time. It was just weird. Yeah, no, I, I just didn't like how it felt separate from everything else they were yeah, doing. Right. I think that was my right, biggest right, thing. Was yeah. like the early days when they did it on Raw yeah. and they had like the hour on Raw, whatever, which I enjoyed. It was like if you're gonna give an hour to yeah, make two it five, feel special. Make they it tried feel, to make it feel special. Yeah. But they were like, Okay, from nine to ten, yeah, yeah. we're gonna change everything. Yeah. And it's like, here are the cruiserweights now. Yeah. And I'm like, No, instead of doing that, just have cruiserweights come out mm-hmm. and go, This is in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, this is a cruiserweight division map. Like have have them go 12 minutes yeah. and it'd be a car crash. Yeah, like have the announcers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like in UFC, they're like, this contest is a cruiserweight division right, match. Right, right, right. But like you, like they made it so like, okay, Raw is basically, it's not Raw right now. Yeah, yeah. It is 205 Live right, right now yeah. for this hour of Raw. And I'm like, no, instead of just like mix it in and you don't need an hour straight of it. Have yeah. open the show with a cruiserweight title match and then in the middle of the show have another cruiserweight bout but like you don't need like all right here's this specific hour of raw is going to be cruiserweights like so i think the fundamentally the way they were thinking about the 205 stuff didn't work and then they were like okay so it's not working so now we're just going to get rid of it and have its own show and i went that's even worse because now it's like i don't nobody was over nobody was over but i just don't care about the cruiserweight division so why am i going to go watch this show now and and two at least when it was on raw it's like if you're gonna watch Raw, you're gonna have to sit through it. I honestly think they would have been better off. I mean, I obviously hindsight 2020 to do it now because and here's my here's my logic with it, right? NXT is not the barn burner. We're gonna have the best wrestlers in the world. It's more mm-hmm. we're trying to make stars mm-hmm. in NXT right now, right? Um, 
So you got the Braun Breakers of the world on NXT, blah, 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 blah. Where now on Raw, especially because you're at three hours and you're missing some of this depth, now would be the time to have that division on Raw. But mm-hmm. to your point, we don't need to make it... They, they tried to make it feel special, and they tried to make it feel different, mm-hmm. but by doing that, it almost felt like, okay, we're going to throw a whole bunch of new stars at your face all at the same time, and you're going to have no ability to ever get to know or care about any of these characters yeah. because they're here and gone immediately. Um, yeah, you should have had like established names as the first couple yes. champions. Yes. Like a Rey Mysterio should have been yeah. rolling around there because right. it's like, okay, you have this guy, he's yeah. elevating TJ Perkins or Grand Metalik, and now it's like, now I care maybe a little bit about TJ Perkins. But yeah. when he just shoots up and now he's champion, it's like, I don't... They didn't give enough promo time. They didn't do enough character development with a lot of these guys. Because you look at some of the names that have been, that were Cruiser champion. Drew Gulak, phenomenal wrestler. Leo yeah. Rush, good wrestler. Rich Swan. Solid wrestler, um, you know. Cedric Alexander. Yeah, Cedric Alexander, great. Buddy Murphy was phenomenal. phenomenal. Right. That was another time I actually yeah. cared about. Was yeah, Buddy that was Murphy. Him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, even the Enzo Amore runs, as much as they were ridiculous, I cared because he was on Raw every night and he yeah. was talking. He had the belt in his hand, right? So mm-hmm. you you felt like it it had something to it. I think the other flaw about it is you never saw anybody from that division go anywhere else. Like yeah. they never they didn't take that. I'm not saying you got to be world champion. But they never took the Mysterio, the Chavo Guerrero, the Gregory Helms leap mm-hmm. and went, oh, I can be a tag champ. Mm-hmm. I can be a U.S. champ. I can be this, right? Yeah. But we never saw that one or two stars from the division go, wow, he was a great See, and champion. That was that's another thing is, yeah. like, I think they wanted to make their own, like, mini division to have tag champ. Like, yeah, kind yeah. of doing right, yeah, New they Japan. Were do, they were going to do a 205 tag title that yeah. didn't get made. Yeah, yeah and they were like, they, they want to make it like New Japan kind of does it, where they have their own separate division tags. and they're yeah. all their own thing. Yeah. But instead, it's like, have, like, MSK... Yeah, just yeah. kind of roll through and, and yeah. be in 205 Live. I have, right, like, right, yeah. some of these guys, like, go around for Raw. Like, like I don't know how, how heavy Montez Ford is or whatever. But no, he's, he'd be great. Cruiser. But, like, you know, like, throw him around in there and stuff. So like, good. you could throw – that's, like, like move guys around yeah. like that. Oh, but yeah. so it was like, nope, you guys are your own little bubble. Mm-hmm. And I just think it didn't work in that sense. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, You know, the thought of the Cruiserweights, it's always a good idea, right? I've always loved the Cruiserweights going back to WCW. I love love the junior junior division in New Japan. It's one of my, like when Osprey and Kushida and all of them were there like three years ago, like that was one of my favorite divisions to watch. Finn Balor, Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, all those guys. All those guys that were junior champions, New Japan developed them and allowed them to say, okay, you're no longer in the junior. Shingo. Shingo. Shingo was right in the middle. Shingo was 9-0 in the, yeah. in the Super Juniors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now he's world champion. So Osprey is another one where you felt like, okay, they can do this. They can be junior champ, be junior tag champs. But at some point, if you if you think you can, let's, let's build these guys. And they did that. So, you know, missteps by WWE for sure. I can appreciate the effort. They didn't get the stars necessary at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? If they would have signed Abushi and Zack Sabre Jr., oh, they'd be having a different conversation Probably. Right you know, um, well, because Kota Bushi would be right. world when champion. Brian now, Kendrick, but... who is a great wrestler, is your second champion, and then you go to Rich Swan, and people just go, I don't know these people, I don't mm-hmm. care about these people. You know, until you got somebody that you really cared about, which was Neville, and you gave him TV time, and he just ran through everybody, he had great matches. You didn't, you need more of that. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that, which is unfortunate. Um, back to back to the point though, Braun Breaker, new NXT champion. Rumors are Champa and Pete Dunne look like they're both. So Pete Dunne's probably going to lose this week on television. He's got a big match, a no-DQ match or whatever, against the Italian guy, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably going to lose that or whatever. Write him off TV. Thoughts that Pete Dunne and, and Champa are going to go to the main roster. 
Braun Breaker, new NXT champion. Thoughts on on Braun winning the title? It was kind of a foregone conclusion at this point that he was going to win it. I thought the match was really good. I liked the he finished it with the bulldog that his dad did, mm-hmm. and then he finished it off with a Steiner recliner. They're finally kind of acknowledging that a little bit, which I'm hoping leads to a name change, please. <laughs> um, but outside of that, I'm actually really thrilled. I think they have a massive star in Braun Breaker that mm-hmm. Vince's fingerprints are all over so that when he does leave NXT, he's a, he's a guy. He's going to yeah. be a guy for them. I'm really, really excited for the future of this brand. It's a different take, and it's not going to be the same, but I think there's a lot of potential with a lot of these guys and Braun Breaker being literally the, the number one guy on, yeah. on my list. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool with Braun Breaker. I'm, yeah. I'm um, I guess maybe it's just because I don't watch every week yeah. or they're not... They're not like the indie guys coming over, so it's like if yeah, like they don't have you don't have that attachment to them already. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know them yet, so it's like when Braun Breaker comes in, and you said earlier, I think it was like 15, 17 matches yeah, 17 in or something. Matches in his so like I just like don't know who you are yet, yeah, and yeah. now you're NXT yeah. champ. I'm like I just don't know. For like sure. I'm just not there with the characters yet of mm-hmm. NXT. Yeah. Um. So like maybe give me maybe in a year I'll be way more mm-hmm. over on most of these guys. Oh, yeah. But as of right now, I just like you beat Champ. I'm like, okay, that's cool, mm-hmm. good for you. Yeah. But like, I just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Carnelo Hayes, yep, the Hayes, yep. yeah, who just uh, who beat Roderick Strong. Yep. Same thing. Where yeah. I think his wrestling yeah. is really, really good, and he's very entertaining. But it's like going to like the indie shows that we go to, yeah. and there's a lot of guys. I just go, I just don't know who you are, yeah. but I can see. Like why? people who are, yeah. who are diehard that watch NXT every week, like I can see why you're champion and why you yeah. like you're really over. I just don't personally am yeah. invested in you yet. It's so it's gonna take some time. Yeah, so it's gonna take time. Give me a takeover or two mm-hmm. to like fully yeah. grasp all these characters, and then that's gonna be interesting. Is is the takeovers now without the old guard in, right? Yeah, and it's to see. Okay, there's no William Regal anymore. There's no Samoa Joe. There's no some of these guys that were pivotal in that yeah. old NXT run. So now. You know, as as things evolve, it's going to be very interesting to see the depth of these cards, the mm-hmm. quality of matches exactly. on these cards. Because if these quality of matches suck, this thing sunk really quickly. Yes. So it's going to be imperative that they put guys like Braun in positions to succeed. The the pressure that whenever I don't even know if they've announced whenever it's going to happen, but this next takeover I'm or NXT WrestleMania weekend at yeah. some point. But. Like whenever whenever that next NXT takeover style show, I don't even know if it's yeah, going to yeah. be called takeover anymore, yeah. but that next takeover style show happens, I think it's going to have so much pressure on it because if Braun Breaker goes against name whoever is yeah. ready at the time or whatever but if he goes up against and the match is like wow this is like evil and yeah, this is whoever this yeah. is really rough to get through <laughs> i think nxc is going to sink really really fast yeah. but if ron breaker can find on a nice four-star match with whoever mm-hmm. and then carnell hayes comes out with a like a banger of a match, it's like okay maybe we got some legs under this yeah but that takeover is gonna be very important because a lot of people are gonna watch it like people like me who don't mm-hmm. watch every week but like yeah. i'll watch the takeover all the yeah, championship yeah. matches um if it doesn't hit yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be like, oh, this yeah. might not be I'm actually really well. looking forward to the Dusty Cup that's starting in a couple weeks. I think you're going to have a too, lot of yeah. really good tag teams. And I think that's going to really get people. It, all it is is time. And yeah. I, I really, you know, that's the thing. It's sometimes I'll take one or two less matches if you give me just a little bit more time, right? Yeah, you, that's. You know what I mean? And yeah, I like that's, that's what I mean. Like, if yeah. you give me four or five really good matches yeah. on this upcoming yeah, TakeOver, takeover yeah. 2.0 thing or whatever, very much looking we'll see. To it. But I just don't. I think there's some depth there. I think they're developing some talent. You know, I think they've got enough. They have good champions in place yeah. right now. Outside, I'm not huge on Mandy Rose, but I get it. Um, yeah. But, like, 
all their champions, especially on the men's side, right? Carmelo Hayes, really good in the ring. Ron, I, I'm sorry, but Ron Breaker's a main eventer. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. As mm-hmm. long as he keeps his head on straight and he doesn't, like, injuries, pray to God, don't happen. Um, there is no way in hell I don't see him in two years being a main eventer on Raw. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. There's no way it doesn't happen unless no promo skills at all develop. And even then, Scott Steiner had no promo skills and was a world champion. So I, it's it's going to happen, you know? Um, some of these other guys that they're investing time in, you know, I'm intrigued. The only one I don't really dig is this Von Wagner guy because his promo just seems so ingenuine. He's supposed to be a heel. I don't get it. It's just, the, I, I read the comparison. They want him to be like, they think he's going to, has the potential like edge. And I go in what way he's not as athletic. He's not as, I don't know. That's the one so far where I'm going a bit of a swing and a miss, but like, the Diamond Mine stuff I'm digging. They got a tag team over there. You've got Joe Gacy and that guy. Like, there's a lot of new characters where you go, okay, like let's, you yeah. know, let's take this yeah. for what it is and let's let's give it a chance. So it's it, it's been okay so far. Um, let's shift focus to AEW now and then we'll get into NFL stuff. Thoughts on let's talk let's talk the title change first. Okay, World Tag Titles on the line. New champs, Jurassic Express gets the win. Jungle Boy gets the big pop that he's been looking for for the last three years mm-hmm. um thoughts on the title change um the future of the tag titles do you think it was the right time to do it i, I know you wanted the matches with with lucha bros still but from a storyline perspective where are you at with it yeah no see i i was AEW's done a really good job giving me the idea of like either way this goes i'd be happy like we were talking with the and we'll talk about the main event in a minute but i was like either way if brian wins i'll be cool if hangman retains i'll be cool like yeah. like there it's not like situations where we talk about like the rumble stuff where it's like yeah. if this certain thing happens i'm gonna be, I'm gonna be really angry yeah. so we need this one idea to happen you know what i mean like <laughs> right. there's very like very bad very good that can happen out of some of these situations right. AEW for me for the most part is like this is pretty good either way maybe one way i prefer more like i prefer lucha bros to win because i had a couple other tag teams i wanted them to verse at future pay-per-views before jurassic express but i was like the end goal i was okay with jurassic express winning so if you just do it now i'm okay with it right so um i was cool with it it was Mm -hmm. a good moment for them um I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I would assume if we had to future predict who they're going to go up against, Revolution will probably be the Bucks yeah. as a big heel versus a big face team. Yeah, I'm um, to see where that goes. But I don't know who the first Revolution challengers for them will be, but yeah. we got like a month and a half before that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Talk, so. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the the world title match? You know, we, we, we debated it quite a bit last week. Um, you know, the Brian Hangman match. Obviously, Hangman gets the win about yeah. 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. You know, had some blood, had some color in this match yes. a little bit, um, which was interesting, a little bit of a change of pace. Um, I still, I, I, and we talked about this off air, but I still think that they, I think they torpedoed this a little bit by trying to rush it on television as much as they did. Um, I just think that you could have waited and you would have still gotten your end result yeah. the same. I think the idea that you came up with before the show, yeah, which yeah. I'll talk about now, yeah. is the idea that and it's in hindsight yeah. and the way they were like promoting it as like usually when they do like the sim like the yeah. the roman numeral symbol of like one two th- like usually there's like multiple mm-hmm. i feel like having daniel or hangman brian two in the roman numeral yeah. like they're definitely planning on more of those yeah. which is why i'm like I, it's right. weird the way they did this yeah. but i would have loved to have seen 
Brian probably win the first time. Mm-hmm. Time limit draw second time. Hangman wins revolution right. third was, time. Yeah, that, was I, idea. that was the idea you pitched yeah. after like we yeah. were just talking an hour ago. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of like the idea in hindsight more now. Yeah. Um, but I you though because you 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 brought it up and, and I agree with you that you're like AEW doesn't like the hot shot title changes yes. especially the world title and I totally yeah agree with like you. I think it would have been weird for yeah. the history to go oh, okay yeah. so you had six months I went Ma- or with uh Jer or three months with Jericho yeah. no six months with Jericho yeah then you had like nine months with Moxley right. a, a year, year with Kenny pra- right. practically and, and then, then you have two three months with Hangman before and it's like and because I think also there would be the people that go. Oh, the homegrown talent can't hold it for more than a month. Like, like oh, you'd yeah. have that. Oh, yeah. Like, you see, that you'd see a lot of that oh, coming. Yeah. Like, oh, he can't yeah. hold the title for more than a month. Like, mm-hmm. you have to give it right back to a WWE guy. Like, blah blah blah. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't think they wanted that either. Like, yeah. in the back of their I head. Just, but you know. But uh, what I also yeah. say before you say is. I, like the idea of like the I think the Kenny Okada storyline in New Japan was done like absolutely perfectly. Yeah, where you had Okada cool. the first one, yeah. then they went to the time limit draw. They push you to the limit where you're like, and they push this you. Doesn't happen. I don't it's know crazy. What to do. But then Kenny won in the in the, yeah, uh, the in the climax so where where Okada just had three crazy grueling matches. Omega had like three really easy matches, and Omega barely beat him mm-hmm. in the thirty-minute time limit. Yeah. And then a year later, you go, okay, four time, we're one, one, and one. Yeah. This is it. This is the last one. Yeah, I kind of like the and idea, and it's two out of three falls, like everything so you want. So, um, so I always I like the idea of Brian winning the first one. And then the tie break where it's like now that third because yeah. now that Hangman's won the first two, right? Or it's tie Hangman. It's like it's gonna be weird if Brian now wins and, the third. And, and that was my. And so issue, I don't know if they right? could do a third so, now. So going off of the premise that they did, right? Uh, okay, we had the first one, time limit draw, second one. But I just didn't feel like if you didn't have the plans to have Brian win the title here, mm-hmm. then I don't understand why you had to have this match. On this show, mm-hmm. particular, I get it. You're debuting on TBS. We want to pop a good number. You're all about having quality storylines throughout your roster. Yes. You have a world tag title match that you know already going into the show. It's going to main event, and you're getting a title change. Mm-hmm. You know, right? That okay, we got MJF and Punk on here, right? We've got some other stuff we can do, but you just decided not to do it. Adam Cole and the Bucks didn't wrestle on the show, right? So you got a you got a promo, but you didn't get like yeah. you didn't you get know, the Red Dragons on the show. Get, you, didn't anybody, you, didn't get, you didn't get you didn't get any of these guys. You didn't get Darby no. Allen on the show. You didn't have Sting a lot of, yeah, and nothing, all, all that stuff. No. So I just don't understand why. And we talk about this too. And I think you'll agree with me when I say this. You had better world title matches, quality wise, on television than you've had on pay per view. Now, granted, you only had like six or pay per views, so it, the, the the margin's small at yes. the moment. But yeah, I I, I look through and you yeah. go when you so when you start with Kenny's reign, right? You yeah. have Kenny Moxley in the barbed wire exploding death match. Yeah, you're like, okay, that was whatever. Yeah. You have the done, you have the yeah. three way with Cassie and Pac, which is yeah, fine. Fine. And then you have uh, him and Christian at All Out, which yeah. is fine, thought, yeah. really good. The best out of the three. The best out of the yeah. three, yeah. and then you have Hangman and and, yeah. which, and really which is the best yeah. of the four. Absolutely, so the best main event of the four. Yeah, and it actually progressively gets better. Per pay per view, probably actually, does, actually, yeah. But even in, Moxley's in, reign, yeah, and Moxley's reign is the same thing. Where you go, um, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston, MJF, yeah. yeah. And then, but then you look through and you go on T on TV. You've had Heyman and Daniel Bryan twice. You had. Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix to start last year, yep. which was a five star banger that everyone was talking about for a minute. Yep. Yep. Um, so you had those kind of matches. Well, Moxley 
versus Kenny on television when Kenny was yeah, it was winner is coming right. wasn't even on a pay-per-view which is a really which is a better exactly. version of the revolution match. Absolutely. So I would 100% yeah. agree that their world title matches on TV have been better. Right. I think we are also though with the roster that's in place yeah. getting to a point where if you start getting like all right you're going to get Hangman and Adam Cole at Revolution. Yeah, yeah. Throw that yeah, out yeah. there, right? Yeah, for sure. You get Hangman, MJF. Then maybe MJF wins the title. Now yeah. you get MJF versus Kenny Omega. Or yeah, right. yeah. Like, you're going to start seeing those quality matches on pay-per-view. Agreed. But as of right now, TV yeah. has been much better. And, world I, and I think that, I, I, and you know, with Hangman getting the big win over Kenny to win the title, right? First mm-hmm. homegrown guy really to win it. I'm with you so far. The time limit, I went, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and then when they announce the second one again, okay, well then Brian has to win here mm-hmm. because in my mind, it's the only logical explanation is, you know, and and to you know, I would have preferred my way, which is Brian I catches yeah. him, catches him, right? The the veteran, the best wrestler in the world, wrestler technically, catches Hangman, mm-hmm. right? The youth, he's the champion, he's riding high. Brian's like, I'm better, I'm smarter than you. I, mm-hmm. I catch you. Second one, Hangman takes it to Brian. Just out of reach. Third one, we've uh, we reanoint him basically. So now he's beating Kenny and Brian in back-to-back pay-per-views. Hangman's the guy, and yeah. we're rolling. But if we don't do that, now it's if they somehow try to go with a third match, it's going to be very hard for anybody to believe and buy in that Brian's got a shot in this match because not only did Hangman win, he beat him clean. Being clean, clothesline his head off in less than thirty over, minutes. In less than thirty minutes, so he went from Brian can't beat Hangman, and and you had Hangman at the end of that match, hit the final buckshot and was going to pin him, and he didn't get there in time. Mm-hmm. So that was the final of the first match. What makes me think that Brian, who you're claiming to be the best wrestler in the world, has any chance to beat Hangman? Is he's had two matches so far, and he's was almost about to lose, and then lost in half the time, clean in the middle of the ring. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to sell that main event. Now, AEW does a tremendous job of making a whole pay-per-view be like, it's not just one match. It's not just Hangman Brian. It's, yeah. we've got Bucks, we've got Cole, we've got Kenny, yeah. we've got John, we've got Jericho, we've got this Yeah, we, they, they'll stack the card enough, right, so right. it's not of just course. that. But. but when it comes to your world championship, as highly protected and guarded as it's been, I just don't understand if you wanted Hangman to beat Brian and mm-hmm. you never had plans to change the title, which is fine, you didn't need it here. Mm-hmm. You could have easily stacked the TBS card. You could have had a TNT title match. You could have you could have just gotten rid of Battle of the Belts altogether because yeah. not only anybody watched that. Um, so you could have put the women's title on there. Britt Baker's more over than almost anybody in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I just think that there was some – I think they just wanted to get this match out there because, like, oh, man, talk about starting a new era off with – maybe the best match we can possibly put together. I I get it. Yeah, it but, is, yeah. But it's not but it's not going to be memorable mm-hmm. because nothing happened. The status quo didn't change. The people yeah. walked out of that match talking about two things. Jurassic Express finally gets the big win. Ray Phoenix's arm blew up. Those are the two <laughs> things that are coming out of that match, right? And yeah. it's like, okay, so when we come to Dynamite this week and you're going to go, okay, hey man, champion. Okay. You yeah. got a month and a half to get a worthy challenger and you may be right. It may be Adam Cole and I'll be thrilled. But if not, and you're trying to go back to Brian a third time. Brian has lost all credibility as a yeah. heel now. Yeah, I I don't think you know? they can go back to Brian here. I don't think they can. Um, no, I I, I think I I am I'm strongly on the on the Cole camp yeah. now. At the time now, once we get to that time, if it is, mm-hmm. then we can debate on who we think will win. Yeah. But I think Cole being ten and 11 and whatever he's Absolutely. at right now, yep. I think it's like yep. he easily can. Walk in. They and definitely get have the people guy. ready. They definitely have people. You know the the actually the line that actually got me 
to believe it was Cole was actually from CM Punk mm-hmm. in his promo. Which, by the way, that promo was hysterical. Yeah. I don't know if you like yeah. watched it, but it was hysterical. But I, like, he's, I like the one they did on last week when they promo MJF and him oh, the WrestleMania shot. No, no that, that's what oh, I'm talking okay, about. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but no, great. but CM Punk in that promo said. Yeah, you're Owen one this year, so I'm taking you out of the world title picture. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was like I like that idea yes, because yes. now Cole going eleven oh, twelve and oh, it's like, yeah, you're you, the rankings matter. Basically Punk was like, Yeah, the rankings matter. Yeah. And now that you're Owen one, you're it's gonna subtle it's gonna be, line it's a no subtle really line that no because everyone yep. was like, Oh, the WrestleMania line was hysterical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was hysterical, by the way, fine. I'm not gonna lie. But um <laughs> Don't be shocked if it happens, by the way. <laughs> But I do like that they brought up the rating thing because it's like they come out every week and people go, Oh, I don't care about these, but it's like, no. These matter. Yeah, like, right. MGF not being in that top five means right. he's not going to get that world title match yeah, anytime soon. Close. And right, if right. Punk costs him multiple matches, it's like, you're going 0-4 or 5 yeah, you, you don't get to get back on track until you face me. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to allow you yes. to go to the world title. You don't get that until you beat me. Yeah, and that was something I was just like, I just love yeah. that idea, which I think just adds, because now Brian's 0-1-1 and this year. It's like, how are you going to say Brian's going to challenge again exactly. now? Exactly. It has to be someone who's 6-7-8-0, exactly. which I think is going to be Adam Cole right. because right. at that point. And maybe, and you, may, you may be 100% right on that. So, like I said, execution-wise, I would have done some things different, just didn't understand it. I just, you know, I just, we've seen the recipe of making television. Now, the difference, though, between WCW and, and, and AEW is that WCW was owned by Turner Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. So they were a television company that owned wrestling. AEW was not. They were just happened to be on Turner. So I just don't want them to fall into the same thing that WCW used to do, where WCW put Goldberg and Hogan on free television. Mm-hmm. That would have massive pay-per-view numbers would have happened there. Yeah. But they chose to do it and pop a big number to beat Raw, which I get, totally understand. I just don't want AEW to fall into that same trap where we get in love with, oh, we got to beat them in the ratings. Because guess what? WWE is making billions of dollars right now from Fox and all their television. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. If Fox is happy, they're happy. Mm-hmm. If USA is fine, they're fine. They care less about your ratings. They just don't. So I just don't want them to get in that thing of, you know, well, we got to pop a big number. Yeah. Okay, guess what? Your diehards are either in the crowd or going to watch regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. So it's like just – Stay the course, you know. Yeah. Don't don't blow the watch right. so fast. So, two questions about Battle of the Belts before we get to NFL. Okay. First question. Yeah. How do you feel about the AEW going the the UFC route and having an don't interim like TNT title? Don't like thought it. it was stupid. I thought I understand. I will I will defend them in this aspect. I understand when you date when you have to advertise that okay we got a big rematch with Cody and and Sammy. I understand the want to be like well we have to deliver a title match because it's Battle of the Belts. Yeah. However. In this same case, this is brings me back to the dynamite. You could add a world title match in this show instead. You could yeah. add Hangman beat Cole Cabana or name a guy, yeah, whatever you want, right? Fine, but and also Dustin Rhodes was not the right guy, yeah, because there's no there, no yeah. one in their mind, mind thought Dustin Rhodes was going to be it. No. Put put Rusev back in there, put in name, put a young guy, yeah, Scorpio in. Sky, and you're like, oh, there yeah, exactly you go. have Scorpio Sky because he's clamoring he should be the champ anyway because he's undefeated, blah 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 blah, whatever. Darby Allen, mm-hmm. you had no star power, yeah in that so didn't like it okay now for second question and yeah. this is I, Josh my big boy Josh at yeah, work yeah. brought this up to shout me. out to Josh shout out to Josh because we do it every week yep um, so Bert Breaker beats Riho yep so now you look forward and you go so the only person that's left that is going to be the challenger now maybe not at Revolution but like the one person that's going to take the title we already know who it is it's Thunder Rosa she will take the title off of Bert Baker sometime probably, probably this yeah. year sometime yeah does that match Main event of pay per view. 
I think the only one that has a chance to is this one because you don't if because with the uncertainty with the world title right now, mm-hmm. you got new tag champs, so you know they're not going to main event. Yeah, they won't main event. Ba- I'm just saying, will like no, 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 like what Matt like I I I, 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 I was strug- to, I know I was yeah. struggling to say it's not going to main event all out because all out's no, your no, big no. big show, so you're going to have world. And I was like double or nothing. I don't think so. Do you think so? Do you think they would have that match though? At no. Revolution. I think That's they the can do it now. I think they have to. Now, they're teasing the dissension between Britt and Jamie Hayter, I think is her yes. name. Um, let's hope that's not the match. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's a – yes. see, my conundrum there yeah. is I think Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker should be either the double or nothing or all-out match mm-hmm. because it's a big enough match to be those. Yeah. However, I also think this should main event that show, and I don't know if that's – that's a a double or nothing main event. That's why I think, especially when you're going the Thunder Rosa route, you don't need a ton of time to tell that story because it's already been happening. Yes. So you don't have a because you're on a you're on we're on a short window right now to, to develop new new matches for this pay per view, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm a little worried about, quite frankly. Um, so with that being said, it's an easy way to go. Thunder Rosa got cheated out of the TBS title. Shout out to Jade Cargo, by the way, winning the first TBS title match was just okay, it was but it was fine. Um, but so with that being said, I think you're spot on. I think it should be Thunder Rosa. And I think Thunder Rosa, because we've already got the, the history, you don't need a ton of time to tell the story. And I think if you're going to do a main event women's match to end the show, that's the one to do it on because of the uncertainty with your other championships and your major storylines. So, okay, like Punk MJF, that's going to be on the show, right? You've got um, Cole and, the, and Red Dragon, I guess, doing something maybe. or mm-hmm. with the, I don't know what they're doing, right? And the world title match is kind of in flux now because anybody after Bryant is going to be tough sell. Even Adam Cole, if that's the match, mm-hmm. right? you got a month to tell a story. Yeah. Right? And AEW doesn't tell stories quickly. It's, no. it's a very slow burn all the way through. <laughs> so it's going to be very hard for that just to develop. So because there's not going to be a lot of heat going into the world title match, this is the perfect time. To have a intense rivalry with two stars that are very hot right now, that probably the two most over women they have, yeah, and to main event it in a non—I don't want to say non—huge pay-per-view, but it's not their double or nothing. It's not That's... all out. So I think it's the perfect time where they can and they can market it as for the first time in AEW, we're going to have the women's main event. Right? Mm-hmm. WWE killed that line to death that mania a couple years ago yep. i think this is the perfect time to do it okay. this upcoming yeah. it's a great observation though because i didn't even think about that because that was, that was, was just yeah that was, yeah that was just what i was thinking i was like perfect it's a big time. enough for a double or nothing or all out yes. but I, like it could main event one of yes. them but i just think like the world title especially at that point yes. if you're going to be going mgf yes. or kenny omega comes back like yeah. it's gonna be hard to say this women's match is gonna be more important than the men's world this title. would have been a great match to have above the eddie kingston john moxley world title match. yeah exactly like something like that yeah. i was like Heyman's gonna get so hot in mm-hmm. three months yeah. that's gonna be hard to say he this match is better than that thousand percent all right let's shift focus here right. we spent 40 minutes on uh, on wwe arm wrestling today that's Quite a bit. That's crazy. <laughs> so we'll spend 30 minutes on yeah, NFL. Right, Let's exactly. do it. Let's go. All right. So week 18, right? Um, First time ever. Yeah. Weird. It's, it feels Which is like the, ex- it's the exact same as a week 17 because yeah, about 12 of these games don't matter. don't matter. Right. It just feels so – I feel like the end – I feel like the season is like, all right, are we done yet? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, real quick, want to ask you about the records because mm-hmm. this is like a low-key storyline that's going on here. We got some hardball talk we're going to hit on in a second. But um, – Thoughts on, like, if Cooper Cup breaks Calvin Johnson's record? Right? Yeah. Is, should there be an asterisk next to it? It'd be like, well, Calvin did it in 16 I, games. I see, here's he the may thing. not even break it, let's be clear. He's yeah. got he's got to have, like, 130 yards to break yeah. it. That's going to be a good day at the office. Yeah. But. 
I think I think it's more it's almost like a reset. Like yeah. I think it's almost like this was the 16 game record. Now yeah. we're doing the 17 right, game right. record yeah. because I do think there's a lot of records that are going to be very easily broken with a whole nother game being yeah. played. Especially with the way this season's gone, right? Like Brady's going to potentially break the record for most completions in a season, right? Yeah. That, you know, and like, well, like yards is yeah. a net, like passing yards, a passing, I don't know about passing touchdowns is still going to be really hard to get to yeah. because payment went 55 was or whatever it was like, that's a crazy number, but like yards, like Brady's got five thousand today going into the Panthers game. Like he could easily throw yeah, for three fifty. Yeah, like five thousand is going to be like okay. You should probably hit five thousand yeah. almost in seventeen games. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think I think at this point, I think there should just be like a new. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a different record book. That's like okay, so those were the sixteen game records. Yeah, yeah. Here's the new seventeen game record. Right. Like Cooper Cup now has the seventeen game record yeah. at. Right. Set at nineteen hundred twenty yards or whatever. Yeah. Calvin Johnson has the sixteen game record at this, right? Yeah. Like I think it should almost be separate records. You know, everyone talking, instead of just like the single season record. Everybody talking about uh, Cooper Cup, right? And it's just funny to me how when you I think people forget how good Kelvin was that year. Mm-hmm. Where it's like now, granted, they force fed him the ball. They were not a good team that year. They had a rough year. Um, but the fact that they just were just like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to me how good he was that season. Because everyone's talking about, oh, Cooper Cup's having, like, he should be MVP and all that stuff. And I'm like, we didn't have any of that talk with Calvin that year. No. Maybe because they weren't very good. I was going to say, your team has to be yeah. good to, yeah, to, right. for that to it's happen. interesting to me. But I just thought, I was like, man, it just makes you think. It always makes, every once in a while, you just need that general reminder of how good Calvin Johnson yeah. was. Because he was. Also, I do think within the next like, three years, Jamar Chase will break whatever Cooper Cup's record is because Potentially. Yeah. if he's like one that, that one guy Burrow's, on there. I think it's more contingent if Burrow stays healthy. Exactly. Every, every Bur- time he gets hit in the knee, I go, uh-oh. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> um, let's talk about, uh, you know, as we're going to go into this playoffs uh, season, right, it, it also leads into um, hirings, firings, coach cycle. We've already seen the first domino fall. Vic Fangio, he gone. He gone. We've already seen, um, there's already the rumors that, uh, uh, Mike Zimmer, he gone, or he's gonna be gone probably. Um, numb nuts from the Bears, Matt Nagy, he's been he's been swinging on fire twelve times at this point. Mm-hmm. Poor bastard. Uh, he's probably gonna get fired. Um, Jacksonville needs a coach. Uh, the Raiders need a coach. Just to name a few, maybe there's more dominoes that fall. I don't think so off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of anybody else, but I don't think so. Uh, a lot of people have. Um... Like the Browns, uh, Kevin Stefanski. Oh, yeah, like he weird. was kind of on a hot. Of the he's kind of he's kind of hot seat. I yeah. think if Cliff Kingsbury has a like a bad showing, I would yeah. be like I don't know if he would yeah, I'm, get the, no, get the axe, but like yeah. it's like you're on the yeah. hot hot seat. Like yeah. you, you can't next year, yeah you can't yeah. go ten and one and then be eleven to five at the yeah. end of the year and losing the first round and losing the first round of playoffs. Like that yeah. can't happen. That's tough. Um, but with that Outside comes the rumors right of Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And now there are some reports, how accurate they are, I don't know, but it's my job to report it anyway. Um, there are some reports that Jim, Har- has, Jim Harbaugh has been telling recruits that, listen, I want you to come to Michigan. However, I, might not be I, I am entertaining or at least listening to offers from the NFL. Now, he used to be the quarterback's coach for Oakland. He used to play for the Bears. Um, uh, there's some rumors that the Bears are his quote-unquote dream job, which would devastate me as a Lions fan. That would suck. Um but thoughts on the Harbaugh rumors? Do you do you think he's gone? Do you think he's gonna get? Do you think he's gonna take one? I, I'm guessing someone's gonna offer him one of them. I mean, looking back at his resume at the Niners, three NFC Championship games, the Super Bowl, 
44 wins. And I, I mean, he has. I mean, he won three out of every four games as an NFL mm-hmm. head coach. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn good. Thoughts on that? I I would see. I I thought where he stays or do you think he goes? That's that. See, that's the interesting yeah. thing is I think I think he will get offers from the Raiders yeah. and Bears. I think yeah. like they'll have him come in and be like they'll have an offer written up for him when yeah. he walks in the building and go yeah, yeah. here you go sign or don't and it's like then at that point it's, do you want to stay a Michigan Wolverine or do you want to go back to the pros mm-hmm. at this point depending on where I think I think there's actually I think the Raiders would be a fun job to the sense of the division you're in, yeah. you're never winning your division. Yeah. Kansas City is too good. The Chargers are just better than you. And Denver, if you get the right coach in there, that defense is pretty stacked. Coach and quarterback. Now, coach and quarterback, and that's all you need. So I think it would be really difficult for the Raiders. You know, now the Bears, I think, is more interesting because if the Packers kind of fall off, yeah. if, if, if Rodgers leaves, yeah. if he retires or just leaves the team or whatever, Devontae Adams, whatever happens with him and stuff – but I think the Packers might fall off a little bit, yeah. and then the division's pretty wide open if the Packers oh, yeah. aren't just like steamrolling everybody. Because oh, yeah. the Lions are rebuilding, but they're not there yet. The Minnesota Vikings are going to gonna probably go into a rebuild, and Chicago's in a in about like a stage earlier rebuild than us with a quarterback probably, so weird. which yeah, is very they're in a weird spot because they got to take they got to tear apart the whole defense. Yeah, they got to tear apart the defense, but the offense is like kind yeah. of like there ish, and you have a quarterback that yeah. you know is going to be there. So. Um, I I would say if the Bears gave you the offer, it's like more more likely that you take it. The Raiders one is tough. I don't know if you, you know want to take the Raiders one. Well, the good thing about the Bears job, speaking nicely about Chicago, gross. Um, you know you're gonna get patience from ownership. Yes, that too. Because it's, they don't they don't make rant. They're very much like Pittsburgh and a lot of other like the classier NFL franchises from ownership perspective. Mm-hmm. Where you go, you're gonna have time. Yeah, you're gonna have time. Matt Nagy's had th- several years to put this together. You know, now he needs the right GM. Mm-hmm. Because as we as what happened in you know San Francisco, him and Trent Balky butted heads, and Balky got him fired. Basically, mm-hmm. um, the news that Ryan Pace may also be gone. Chicago's in a weird state because Chicago's in a win now, but also not win now mode. It's very weird because it's like you have an aging defense. Your best wide receiver is probably going to leave in free agency. You don't have a first round pick this year. You still only won four games, but you're kind of got to win at the same time because you got these guys like Khalil Mack who are like, "Hello, I'm dying on the branch here." Mm-hmm. It's a weird spot to be in for a new coach yeah. to come in. So I don't know. I mean, and then also on the flip side, you look at the Michigan side. You go, you just had your best season ever. Yeah, and you, you go, a lot of guys coming back. It's like outside of Ohio State, like we talk about all the yeah. every year. It's like, are you Probably. the second best team in the Big Ten now? Yeah, with all the recruits you have coming in, plus Probably. the people that are staying. Now your defense will take a massive hit because unfortunately, I think Dave Ojabo left, and then that sucks. Chris Hinton left too, and Chris Hinton left, which was shocking. and then whatever. But yeah. um, I'll say your def- like your offense is going to be absolutely stellar next year, and your defense, if you could just find the right pieces to fill in, yeah. I think could be at least serviceable to good. Yeah. And so at that point, it's like if you can think about beating Ohio State next year, maybe you're back in the Final Four, possibly mm-hmm. in contention. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you want to just leave that to go rebuild Chicago? Yeah. I don't know if that's really the and most fun thing either. Justin Fields is your guy, and that's yeah. that's the other thing too. And that's why I was so shocked that Chicago took Fields mm-hmm. and traded up to get him. By the way, I was surprised ownership gave Pace the ability to be like, "Go mortgage the future for this kid." Nothing against Justin Fields, mm-hmm. but you're being drafted into one system. Now Harbaugh comes in and he goes, mm, "I don't really know if you're my guy." Now. Yeah. On the flip side, Harbaugh with Kaepernick was phenomenal. phenomenal. Now, yes. Greg Roman, the OC who was in Baltimore, was a lot of responsibility for that, hence why Lamar is having the success he has had. But 
I don't I don't know if I don't necessarily know how Harbaugh feels about Justin mm-hmm. Fields, right? It's one of those situations very much like we're gonna take Josh Rosen and okay, Josh Rosen sucks, so we're gonna take Kyler Murray now. Now, not near to that extent. Justin Fields is much better than Josh Rosen. Oh yeah. But my point is still the principle of it is is that his guy? Mm-hmm. Is he just gonna be like, I guess I'll stick with this guy because I have to, but I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need I need this. I want this instead. Yeah. I want this guy. I need this guy. Whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. It's just an interesting thought. I think I think also having a quarterback like that, like yeah. it's it's good to have a quarterback that can cover up holes. Yeah. But I think the problem with covering up holes is you don't notice how bad your team really is. Yeah. Like I think that was a big thing with like Stafford and Russell Wilson's hitting it really hard right now. This is is when you're when you're when you're patching up your team because of your play. And you're just like, even if you're at like like Chicago's at six, seven wins, but like if you take Fields out, that's like a two win team. Well, right now actually they're worse with Fields in. Right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Record wise, yeah, record wise, they've been better with Dalton. Yeah, but like like crazy. Russell Wilson, you he yeah. leaves and you lose three games. Like yeah. Stafford, he loses, you leave yeah. and like there's nothing there. So it's yeah. like mm-hmm. these guys that can patch holes for you, even if it's Brady. in the future or right Brady now. Brady in New England is the most perfect example. Of yeah, that. the Colt Peyton Manning, remember Peyton Manning? He leaves and they're two and fourteen yeah. and they're the number one overall pick. Like Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, you'll probably oh have God. the same exact oh drop off where yeah. you go fourteen and three to seven win team. Like that's how much of an impact he is. But he, they're cover up so many holes that, like, if you're going into there, it's like, oh, maybe our receivers are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Or is it just Justin Fields is making them really yeah, good? Right, like, right. it's yeah. stuff like that where it's like, it's do you, what do you really have? You don't really know. Absolutely. Or your O-line. Oh, our O-line, you know, Fields has only been sacked 21 times. Yeah, but he's escaping the pocket every yeah. single play. Talk about, you know, and you mentioned a couple names too, right? If if he does leave, it's with Michigan a big hole because mm-hmm. recruiting has already happened. All the big fish have kind of already landed mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects. Um, how much of a step back would this hurt Michigan if Harbaugh left? Because now, yeah, I mean, so that's a big hole to fill. Yeah, to me, uh, the two names I was told and have heard rumored there is the Iowa State quarterback, or uh, quarterback, head coach, <laughs> uh, Matt Campbell, yep. and Cincinnati, Final Four appearance Cincinnati's head yep. coach, Luke Fickle. Right. Now, if one of those two guys, if you told me, okay, you're losing John Harbaugh, but you're going to get one of those two guys? It's not really necessary. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. Okay, I can entertain that idea. Yeah. Especially Luke Fickle. I will I will yeah. strongly entertain that idea. Yeah. I think it would just be really funny. You said earlier, like, he said no to Michigan State, but he says yes to Michigan. I think that would be hysterical. Yeah. Um, but I would I would strongly entertain those two. Yeah. Outside of those two, though, there's not really a name to me that's like, are you just kind of like – I know, and that's. Are we throwing in like a uh, uh, what's his face, Brady Hoke kind of guy or something? And that's, and that's the worry. I'm like, for all the people that want Harbaugh fired, and you had every right to want him there, it goes. But you have to then land somebody better. That's the point. Well, we got to try it. Well, we tried with Rich Rod. Look how that worked. We tried with Brady Hoke, and you didn't get anywhere from it. Yeah. So trying only gets you so far. It gets you. Yeah, good. I'm glad he's gone. And now we got Matt Patricia's fat ass. Coming yeah, exactly. That's that's the reality of it, right? Yeah. So you have it, it's it's Jim Cullo going eleven and five, nine and seven. Him leaving, it's like, oh, here's Matt Patricia. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now, I'll defend the firing of Jim Cullo. But the point is, is that Harbaugh now has proven I've won the Big Ten, mm-hmm. beat Ohio State. I'm a game away from the national title game. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. So that's the kind of coach you expect to come in yes. and continue that. Exactly. So that's the problem. All right, let's talk. Uh, Let's talk Lions, and then we'll, we'll end on, yeah. on our on our studs and duds going into the playoffs. You mean Lions, or yeah. are we talking Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, I know. The Which Ross? The, the Detroit Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, yeah. I like Detroit that. Sun Gods. It's my, it's, <laughs> it's my favorite team in football. Um, reports coming out. Anthony Lynn 
probably not long for this world. Not shocking, really. Yeah. When you lose play calling ability as your offensive coordinator, I don't really know what you're doing besides sitting in the box and highlighting things. Yes. Um, but with that being said, so Anthony Lynn, who I actually liked as the hire at the beginning of the season, I still think he can call plays. I think it's just one of those things. I think that when you're Ofer and Jared Goff is playing like absolute doo-doo pants, I think sometimes as a head coach you have to make the decision. Yes. Now there's some rumors out there, the unsubstantiated, but I'll float them out there anyway. You know that maybe Anthony Lynn and Goff didn't necessarily hit it off the way they wanted to, um, which is a problem apparently. Uh, so you know Campbell being in Goff's ear, maybe it's helped Goff. I think in the second half of the season, Goff has been better. He has been much better. He's been much better. Don't think he's the guy still. No, but I but I think he's played better. So I'm gonna give yeah. him credit. Where credit what due. what he's done in the second half of the year is what I thought he would be all, all year. year. Right. Just be. Average, yeah. just don't screw. Yeah, like like game. having like yep. two hundred yards yep. and a touchdown with yep. no picks is yep. really where I thought he exactly. would be. Yep, lie on the run. Let's just not make the stupid decision. Yeah, yes, I, I would agree with you hundred percent. And that's what he's been doing this last eight games. Correct. Which has been, or yep. had his best game of the year against Arizona. Yeah, right. Big Three touchdowns, whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect passer rating. Those are the kind of things you like to see out of Jared Goff. Yes. Obviously. Um, thoughts on the. On the first year of the Dan Campbell era, mm-hmm. they got a couple wins under their belt. Big, huge win over Arizona, who was the best team in the league at the time, record-wise. Um, you know, you beat a above-average Minnesota team, right? In last-second heroics, okay? You've been close several games, right? Mm-hmm. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, you tie. Cleveland, you should have maybe had the win. The other Minnesota game, both Chicago games. There's a lot of games where you go. Yeah, flip of the coin, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you had something else go your way. If you maybe had that one extra player, whatever the case may be, maybe looking at a seven-win team here, unironically, mm-hmm. right? Still have a lot of work to do. These next two years in drafts are going to be huge. But from a coaching perspective, from the coaching staff, the organizational structure, yeah. how how are you feeling about this team? Because I'm, I'm pretty – I'm on the upswing right yeah, now. Yeah, see, I am – I'm half on the upswing, so I'm like yeah. in the middle right now. Okay. Is where I'm at. So yeah. obviously, offensive side, you need a you need a quarterback. You need you need quarterback a, and you need receivers. You need quarterback, receivers, and just in general, you need offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's really Low good. Low key, I'm going to put this out right now. Ben Johnson, tight ends coach for the Lions, I'm hearing has been involved quite a bit in some of the play calling decisions as well as some of the game plan and installs week to week. Don't be shocked to see him get the nod. Now, I don't know if he's going to call plays. I don't know if Dan Campbell's going to call plays or not, but that might be a guy yeah. in-house. So yeah. just putting that out there yeah. now. See, I, the, the whole who calls the plays, yeah. as long as it works, doesn't bother me. I'm like, yeah. if you if you just want – if you want, yeah, yeah. just win. Just I, I really points. don't care. Score points. Yeah. So, um, yeah, offensive side, it's what it is. Defensive side, Aaron Glenn, phenomenal. Yeah. I think for the talent that the team has, having no corners, yeah. no safeties, and no, no linebackers, linebackers, and hurt defense ends <laughs> – being able to not be the worst defensive football is an, an impressive feat. Mm-hmm. When Matt Patricia, who is the defensive-minded guy, had very little injuries through his regime yeah. and had the worst defensive football by a country mile, yeah. I think you could really see – at least Aaron Glenn is giving them, like – yeah, he's actually coaching, coaching the team. It's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. Honestly insane to see the difference. Yeah. But okay. Um, so I, 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 once, once the team gets more talent defensively, which when we talk draft, I would not be shocked to see a lot of – Give me the number like ten picks. I would say seven or defensive players. Yeah, and free agency too is going to play. And free agency will play a big part of it, but I I wouldn't be not be shocked to see a lot of defensive picks. I would say that you're probably first two picks would probably be offense, really enough. If you go, or I I have to first two out of three. First two out of three could be offense, offense, and then the quarterback, receiver, 
All defense. Yeah, all defense after that. Yeah. Linebacker, D line. Yeah. You don't really need linemen, right? No. You're gonna lock up Hawkinson. You need if you sign a receiver. Kelvin Ridley. I'm saying it Yes, now. Calvin saying, Ridley. Saying please. It now. I am putting it into the world that there's a thought that there's a possibility that he wants out of Atlanta and they're already entertaining it. Do whatever it takes for Calvin Ridley. Tell him, call it now. Here's the thing, and you know what's fun is that second first round pick or the early second round pick, you know what you're going to use that on? A receiver? Trade that for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to pick, if you're going to use that number 29 pick or 32 pick or whatever the Rams are going to have, I said 32 just because of you, but (laughs) it's 28, 29 for me. Whatever whatever the number is, if you're going to pick Chris Olave with that pick, you know what you could do? Trade it for Calvin Ridley. I don't care because it's a second first round pick. Anyway. Yeah, Kelvin really would be perfect. Um, but, okay. So, yeah. So, Aaron Glenn, loved what he's done with the defense. Got to find the offense coordinator. Dan Campbell, that's where I've been hit or miss with. Okay. I think some of his stuff, like, not play calling-wise, just situationally in-game-wise, yeah. sometimes I think it's been good. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's been bad. Yeah. I can, like, you can point out, like, okay, maybe on 4th and 27 against Baltimore, don't go just totally yeah. 50 yards back. Oh, yeah. Like, play your normal defense because yeah. it's been working. Like, instead yeah. of blitzing two, blitz four it's a little, it's a and see what happens. It's a little playing into your U3 where you just go, I just don't want to f- mess You don't want to mess this up, but then it gets yeah. messed up because yeah. you have great playmakers on the other scared. side. You, yes. played, you played not to lose. And yeah, played exactly. But then there are games like the Rams where you come out, you're onside kicking it, trick plays, faking stuff. Arizona, same thing. Arizona is the most prototypical, best-case scenario for this Lions team. Yeah. And how Dan Campbell wants to play. You ran the ball effectively. Didn't matter who was in there. Golf made smart decisions on play action. And you were aggressive. Plays, and defensively, you just didn't allow the big play. Yeah. And then everything I, they want to do. And then and then the the fourth down stuff also is very hit or miss to me. Sometimes I go fourth and one on your own thirty. I don't know why you're going for it. But then fourth and one on their twenty. I don't know why you're not going for it. Like there's stuff like that where I'm like a little bit of those calls sometimes. And now they've gone for it more than any team in the NFL, yes. right? Which is hyper hyper aggressive, yeah. which sometimes is good, sometimes not good. Here's where I want to ask you that question because I knew you were going to bring this up. Do you think a little bit of it is, especially, I think early on, I think it was the message of we're not going to play scared. I know everyone thinks we suck. We're going to go for it. We're going to try it. We're going to be. We're going to beat you, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was the motto. But I think as the year has kind of gone on, I think you've seen more of a why the fuck not. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. I, think, no, I, think I, it, I think if this team was 9 and nine and 8 or like that, yeah. I think you'd see less of those calls. And maybe of the, extre- the extreme yeah. ones. And maybe that critique goes away yeah. in two years when they're better. And yeah. it's like, okay, no, this you is. You may be right. This I'm, is just, a, I'm just trying yeah, to read into like, it's the like, situation. It's like, okay, we're fighting for a wild card, so maybe we kick a field goal and set a goal for this fourth and one. Yeah. And, and I also just look at it as when you look at you don't have the. Te- like when you're on the yeah, opponent exactly. 35 and you're like, all right, it's fourth and one. We don't really have the talent because we're playing Pittsburgh with a good yeah. defense, or playing that's why whoever. They do go for it though, is because we don't have the talent to. We gotta take. We gotta. We, we're never gonna get back down to this thirty. And, and maybe that is. Yeah. But I look at it on the other sides. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe. Yeah. I don't yeah. sometimes believe you're gonna get this. So then yeah. why? Why? Why not and try to take some, some points? Of the play calling on fourth down has yes. been rough. Like sometimes they go deep on a yeah. fourth and one. Or I go or play action, play no action and no edge. one blocks anybody. Or I'm like, you could have just ran halfback dive with DeAndre Swift and try to get a yard yeah. or it's something like who's literally here for that purpose. for that purpose. Yeah. So like so play calling has been hit or miss, and situational awareness, I guess is what I'll call it, yeah, yeah. has been hit or miss. So Dan Campbell to me is very like, yeah. I see good, I also see not good in yeah. his coaching. I think that can get better through the years. With, like like some like Matt Patricia refusing to make adjustments is something that you can't fix. Yeah. 
his situation awareness yeah. is, will just only get better through love, the through the years. I love his obs. I love his ability, Campbell's ability to be self-reflective and yes. self, being able to be like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have gone for that, and we'll learn from that, right? Exactly, and, that, and that's what I mean is, yeah, yeah. is oh, he can yeah. learn from that and yeah. go, okay, maybe next time we're fourth and one at this situation, maybe yeah. we do kick a field goal, yeah, trust right. our defense more. Right, right. Like maybe it's like so, yeah. or maybe we see the flow of the game more and see how yeah. that works. Like, yeah. and I'm okay with him recognizing that. I just need to see it. Yeah, in the, field, in the field. Next yeah. year on the field. I, I, but. I think, you know, Dan Campbell is not without flaw for sure, mm-hmm. right? There are times where I go, what in the hell are we doing? Yes. But you know what I've also seen? I've seen two big things. Number one, I think the coaching, the just overall coaching staff. Yes. It's not even comparable. This team with Matt Patricia's coaching staff would never have been even competitive with any team all year. I just mm-hmm. don't think it happens. Um, so there, there's that for sure. And then also when I look at it and I say, this team has been competitive. They haven't given up. There's been a couple games where it's gotten away from them, right? Cincinnati game, the Philadelphia game, right? Where things just kind of fell apart. But then when you see them playing teams like Arizona, when you see them playing teams like the Rams playing them tough, they played the Niners. They, they could have easily let that game just go and they mm-hmm. had a chance to win it at the end. The Minnesota games, keeping it close with, with, you know, with those teams where teams that are in playoff contention, um, there is so much to be excited about, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, about this football team because I feel like you have the right staff, not just head coach. Everyone's focused so much on the head coach, but damn it, look at this coaching staff and you look at these guys and everybody is like, no, I'm ready. I'm playing for these guys. I'm playing for my guys. You just feel the energy. You feel the passion, you know, and I just feel like, you know, them beating a team like Arizona was so huge. I know it lost in the first pick. I get it, but – and as much as I wanted that first pick, to tell me right now that that doesn't do so much in, in credibility and what you're trying to build when mm-hmm. you beat a good Arizona team, you beat them, you're, in the, you're there in your house, and you come out there and you beat the dog crap out of them. It's yeah. not a close game. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, and speaking of that first yeah. pick, yeah. Um, I do think there is a strong chance yeah. – that whoever you're thinking about you wanting at number one yeah. or who you wanted at number one could there. still be there. Oh, yeah. And, and why I've I think seen that... i mocks of Jacksonville taking a tackle. That's that's what I'm talking about, okay. is yeah. is that offensive tackle to help Trevor oh, Lawrence out in the offensive line. That would be and dream. I know, because we don't need offensive tackle. And we're going for defense end. So we're, we're looking at Thibodeau or Hutchinson. So now, if you take that tackle... if they, I'm going to put this out in the world now. They take a quarterback at two, I lose all faith in Brad Holmes. I do too. Yeah. A hundred percent. I so here, yeah. So I know that's an overreaction. I don't care. Mini mini draft talk here is my idea was rank your quarterbacks one through five with the top five: Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, whatever. Number two, you don't pick a quarterback. You take Hutchinson or Thibodeau, whatever one you like more. I'm okay with both. I'm good. Me too. Two. Okay. Late first round pick, early because they're like two picks away, hypothetically, depending on where the Rams go, yeah, yeah, right. right? So they're going to be very close in picks, right? I've been rationalizing it'll be like 25 to 28. That's kind of where I've had them. Yeah, if, if they're like, tw- I, I'll say, yeah, I'll say 27. So yeah. say they're yeah. 27, right? Mm-hmm. So they're picking 27, and then they pick five picks later, right? Look at your quarterback board at that moment. If quarterback one or two are sitting there, take, take them there. Yeah. If, quarter- if, if one and two are gone off your board, 
Take, pick, wide take wide receiver, take wide receiver. <laughs> or pick or pick a defense yeah, or pick Dex. I, I saw a mock with Dex and Hill on the top of the second round pick. I said perfect. What, like whatever you want there. Hill just come back. Oh, yeah, so with like Chris Olave as your receiver, that'd be like whatever you want. Olave's gonna go top fifteen. Probably. I've resigned myself to that fact. But I, I'm with you. But, I'm but in, in that sense, right? Yeah, so like I, that's how I look at it, is if your top quarterback or two, if you have like Kenny Pickett, Sam Hollis, one two. And Sam Howell sitting there at twenty-seven, pull take him, pull the trigger on it. But I don't want the, I don't want you picking yeah. Kenny Pickett at number two. Yeah, don't give me my fourth. Don't give me my. Fourth. Yeah, don't pick Desmond Ritter if yeah. he's your fourth or fifth on the board no. at, at in late first. Yeah, let somebody else make because you're yeah. not going to be good unless he's sitting there in the third or fourth round. You're like, yeah, eh, maybe, maybe right. like whatever. But, but remember too, though. So they've got uh, just real quick: two firsts, a second, a third. They don't have a fourth because they traded up to get Derek Barnes. They don't yes. have a fourth. They don't have a fifth either. So. You got to make these first four picks count. Yes, really. So that's where the meat of this draft is going to come. Now they can do some maneuvering and everything. Yeah, they can trade down. They're, they're probably going to have a comp- at least one compensatory third for Canada, yeah. and they may have a compensatory somewhere for um, uh, either Marvin or um, Agnew. Mm-hmm. So they got some. There's some. There's some wiggle room there. But to your point, I'm with you there so far. All right. Um, but yeah, I, just to kind of tie a bow on that on this topic though, I'm very encouraged. Yeah. Where this team is, if 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 we can get this roster into shape, I think you've got pieces you can build around. I think you found some people like mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown, where you go fourth round receiver. You saw that in that draft video, which if you haven't watched that, you need to go back. I thought it was tremendous. Um, watching their their logic, you're mm-hmm. seeing Ali McNeil play start to really kind of fit. Anzarike mm-hmm. has been a hit or miss. You know, I think you're you're gonna see that Sewell has really settled in, right? Where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, that's our tackle. He's there. Yep. You know. Amon Ra turning into Golden Tate mm-hmm. for you has been ginormous. It just the little things like that where you go, maybe, man, just yeah. maybe. maybe. You know, we're seeing some stuff, you know, just well, God get the quarterback right. Um, all right, last topic of the day, and we'll get out of here. Um, studs and duds of this regular season here, okay? We talk, we always preview each roster. We preview, you know, some of the big name players, the storylines, the teams, all that good stuff, right? We've talked more Rams football this year than we ever will ever again, probably. Yeah, um, we never talk about this ever, much ever. Ever. Um, starting on the negative side, duds. Teams, players, who sticks out to you as people we had high preseason expectations on that have completely just gone, what the hell happened? Because there's a lot of these people I stick in my mind where I go, some of these teams, the Tampas, the Green Bays of the world, no shocker. Mm-hmm. But other teams where you go, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand what happened. Yeah. I think I think number one for yep. me is the Browns. Yeah, and I think the funny, the interesting thing about the Browns yeah. is I think the, the worst thing that happened to him was Baker wanting to gamble on himself. Yeah. Not necessarily Baker's play, mm-hmm. but Baker wanting to gamble on himself because at the start of the season – they gave him like four different contract offers, and he refused all of them because no, he wants coming, more money. He's coming back next year, and yeah, and he wants to come back or what, or whatever yeah. the case is. But with all the injuries he got, mm-hmm. if he would have just signed that five-year contract, yeah. they probably would have like week three they he got hit. They would have sat him, gave yeah. him his surgery. He'd be back week yeah. ten or eleven, yeah. and now maybe they're a fully healthy Baker's trying to fight for these playoff spots. Yeah. Because, you know, you're only a game away from yeah. a wild card spot right now or two games away or whatever. Right. A couple of these games could have switched hands or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think the Browns' inability to get Baker to sign a long-term deal because he wanted to gamble on himself yeah. is probably the biggest thing that hurt them this year. Yeah. Not their roster. Their roster is fine. His play. 
his you plays know, have been good, no. but when you have a torn lambrum in your shoulder yeah. and you have a finger thing and you have a calf issue and you have all this stuff going on, it's like and you're it's like when Stafford tries to fight through his like broken pinky and his hurt back, and it's like just sit, yeah, just, just sit, sit for four games because yeah. right. it'd be better if you sat for four games yeah. to get yeah. healthy than to try to play through all eight games and be and be, and be half yourself. Yeah. Right, right, so right. I think the Browns' inability to just sit Baker down for four weeks to get him healthy yeah. and trying to will him through the season has hurt. Yeah. Them. Well, you know, you're hearing reports that the you know that there's been some conflict between him and Stefanski, right? Yeah. Some of the organizations not happy with his play. You know, which is not, it's not excusable. I mean, you're the number one pick. You're supposed to play well. Um, they're in a weird, all of a sudden, you go from being a team where you're a play away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the AFC title game to now you're out of the playoffs. Your coach is all of a sudden going on the hot seat from being coach of the year. You don't know about Baker and his status. Are you going to bring him back? Okay, mm-hmm. does he want to trade? Maybe. Does the head coach and the guy even get along? OBJ is gone. Now he's killing it with the Rams. So you're like, what the hell happened there? Some of your big-name free signs like Clowney, he's gone. He hasn't done anything for you. You, you just All of a sudden, you go from being, wow, this is the most talented team in football on paper to they got a lot of question marks. It's, it's weird how the NFL changes as fast as it does. Another team for me, I would say, is Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Russ getting hurt clearly did not help. But yeah. Russ has not been Russ mm-hmm. pretty much all year, except for probably, I would say, last game against the Lions. But, you know, when you have two yards rushing in the first half, it yeah. helps. Um been just disappointed. I, I was, you know, even early in the season, I look at that Rams game as a perfect example of that. Um, the first time, the first time I played, where I was like, it was, a, it was a close game, came down to the end where I go, this is where I kind of felt these teams yeah. would all be, right? Beating each other up, mm-hmm. you know, field goal type games. And then just the bottom collapsed. And to your point earlier that you made of Russ covering up mm-hmm. a lot of deficiencies, um, there's deficiencies that people, I think, perceive as strengths. I'm not a... I'm not a person who likes to kick a man when he's down, but DK Metcalf needs to learn how to run a route mm-hmm. that's not just a deep ball. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but he does. And, and it's one of those things where you want to be considered a top five wide receiver in this league. Devontae Adams runs every route. Devontae Adams knows how to run a three-yard curl route and make it into nine. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf does not know how to do that. He doesn't have the hands for it right now. And, and then the frustration with him and Russ, him and Pete Carroll, who Pete Carroll may not be coming back, mm-hmm. a whole organization – is in disarray, mm-hmm. all based on number three going, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it. You follow this team much closer than I do. But for me, if Russ is going to be back, which there's some reports that he is, which I'm kind of shocked by. I think, like, I think he's coming back. We're early in the offseason, too, so who knows? Pete Carroll could say something stupid. Mm-hmm. Is Pete Carroll gone? Next year, I also don't. Do they I do? think they should be gone. But like, no first. Do they have? They don't have a first round picture either, right? No. Oh, good lord! It's just, I don't know how this team doesn't go through rebuild right now. Yeah. And I don't know how they. I don't know how Russ is just going to be like, I'm thirty something. I'm going to sit through this. Yeah. The the um you know? there there was there's some like similarities I see with this team to like how the Lions were run. Yeah. The last couple years were. Yeah. Where guys like that's um, not a compliment. Where, no, where um their their other corner Shaquille Griffin. Yeah, he's a big example of a guy who they were like because of uh what's his face the other corner that was there. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but because he doesn't play right now. Yeah. Uh, but they had that other corner kind of break out last year, so they're like Shaquille Griffin. You could probably leave. Yeah, we'll have this up, big contract yeah, and you're gonna yeah. get that big contract. We're gonna keep this other guy who was like a rookie or a first round DJ DJ Reed is his name. Okay. Um. 
he was he was kind of breaking into his own. So they're like, all right, if you could be our number one, DJ Reed, right, right. and then we'll find another guy to the other side of you, yep. we could just cheapen this position a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But then what happened was you realized DJ Reed can't go for our number one, and he was only a number two guy, and you don't have another corner on the other side. Now your secondary is awful yeah. because of that. Yeah. And it was like stuff like that where Jamal it's like – Adams getting hurt. That's Jamal Adams didn't help, and Quandary Diggs being in and out also doesn't help at all. But just like – too, by the way. Yeah. But just like the idea of you think you have a guy in a spot, so all right, we're gonna get rid of you, almost like to get younger and like try to like get less expensive. Mm-hmm. But then realizing, wow, that didn't work the way we wanted. Just like the lines were like, Slay, we don't probably need you anymore. So here's that for a third. Oh, we do need Slay. Wow, yeah. that's or same thing with Quandre. It was like, all right, we're gonna draft Tracy Walker. So get rid of Quandre. Oh, but Quandre was really good for us, so we kind of needed that guy. Like it's the same thing there, where they get rid of a guy to try to get younger, but then that younger guy is not as good as they thought he was when he starts, and it's like, wow, that was tough. That's a that's a weird look now when yeah. when he's not playing the way he is. So um, it's tough. Do you um, think they should tear it down? I think, or do you think they have a run? Like, I think when I say a run, I mean like they are going to go to the Super Bowl. I think, like, I think, I think, I think like next year, I think you could decide if they have a run in them okay. or not. Okay. I think, I think when they're fully healthy they're very a- after a draft, I think Chris they Carson could, being out. Chris Carson is sucks. Big, is yeah, such big. Like if they have DK Metcalf, D. Eskridge, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson on the offense side, Bobby Wagner's healthy with. Um, he's in last year of his deal too. He needs to get paid. Yeah. Um, um, Brooks, their rookie yeah. linebacker, who is going to possibly break the all-time tackle record for Seattle this week oh, really? if he plays. Yeah. Good so Bobby him. broke his own record. Oh, nice. Against the Lions, he has like 170, oh, okay. and Jordan Brooks is at like 165, oh, and he's nice. going to play today. Nice. So if he gets like six more tackles, he breaks Bobby Wagner's. He's going to be the all-time tackle leader, which is kind of crazy to think yeah, about. Absolutely. As a second-year player, he's going to be the all-time tackle leader for Seattle. Um, so uh, guys like him, I think if they step up in a different way, I think they could be good next year. Also, that division is just insanely difficult to win, so it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's tough. If they keep Pete Carroll, they're not going to rebuild it. Pete Carroll's 70 years old. They're no, they're not going to rebuild it. Like, the second you know a rebuild's coming is when they fire Pete Carroll yeah. or they get rid of Pete or he yeah. retires or whatever because yeah. he's 75. Mm-hmm. 75. 75. He looks really good for 75. Does look so good. Any other team that sticks out to you or, or even player, right? Like, I don't want to you know, necessarily tie this just to a team. Um, I think San Francisco has been a little bit let down for me personally. I, I just thought they'd be a little bit better. Injuries, right? But guess what? Everyone gets hurt, so I'm not giving them as an excuse anymore. No. Um, I think Lamar took a step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought Josh Allen took a little bit of a step back this year. I think Buffalo, even though they're, they're going to be in it, I think they're getting back to where they were. Mm-hmm. I think took a little bit of a step back. Um, yeah, I, I, but outside of that, I don't, I don't really have anybody that like outside of the run going, Jesus, like what a disaster. I think Sean Payton should get coach of the year because he's managed to keep a very broken down, bad New Orleans team at 500. Mm-hmm. I think that deserves, a, he's never going to get it, but I think that's a much better impressive coaching job than Matt LaFleur's done with Green Bay with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can coach the team by himself. Yeah. But, like, Sean Payton actively willing Taysom Hill to wins mm-hmm. or Trevor Simeon or Jameis Winston with no Michael Thomas and no other receivers that you can name actively off the top of your head is incredibly impressive, in yeah. my opinion. 
Yeah, no, I I would 100% yeah. agree with that. Um, Anybody that, that you really like, you're just like, you had high expectations for, or somebody that you're looking to break through. A lot of people that we thought would break through. Burrow, we thought would break through. Having a great year. Yeah. Herbert. Herbert's just doing year. his thing. Exactly. That doing he his was... thing, kind of taking that next step. Yeah. He looks really good. Um, I think, like, Patriots coming back to earth and being a good team again is kind yeah. of crazy to me. I didn't mm-hmm. think they would be yeah. this good this quickly. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too, is I think there's – now, I don't think the Patriots are going to like win anything no. this year by any means because I think Kansas City is too good, and I don't think they'll beat Kansas City. I think Buffalo can beat them. And I think, but I think like Buffalo can beat. Them. I think there's a lot of teams that can beat the Patriots. Yeah. But I think a lot of I think we had to like I think people were way too quick to yeah. just anoint right. Brady correct in this yeah. him Belichick thing. Yeah. I do at the end of the day think a lot of it was Brady over Belichick yeah. to be fair. But I think the idea that like Brady left. New England, who was kind of falling apart, to go to a team that really just needed a quarterback to get over the hump. Oh, yeah. Is so much easier than Bill oh, yeah. Belichick having to rebuild an entire team, and he did it in one year yeah. to yeah. now be back the in the playoff hunt. that Brady won the Super Bowl. That's the No, that's if, the if Brady, problem. If Brady loses to Green Bay, people yeah. go, yeah, good year. Yeah, exactly. But, but it's like if like Russell Wilson yeah. leaves, goes to... New Orleans and wins yeah. a Super Bowl. It's like, oh, Russell Wilson was there. It's like, yeah, yeah but like you just left a bed, <laughs> a crumbling apart team <laughs> yeah. to go to a winner. Like, yeah. obviously you're going to go do that, right? right? right so right. like, I, I think we had to push a slight break yeah. on the Patriot, on like, oh, Bill Belichick, it was all Brady and oh, no Belichick. Yeah. Like, I was like, nah, I think, I think, I think Belichick, Belichick has a, if Belichick gets to an AFC defense. championship game or something, yeah. I think that's a major success oh, yeah. from where losing Brady to where they were to where they are now with, Mac Jones, who can't throw the ball more than 10 yards in yeah. the wind. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me. For sure. Um, teams or people that have maybe surprised you? Anybody? Joseph year? Burrow. Yeah. And Jamar, the, Jamar honestly, Chase. I want to give the whole Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah, all Cincinnati. Frame, but I mean, them they won the division. Yeah. Like, think about that. With Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Another team that's I'm low on is Baltimore and Pittsburgh. But it's fine. And Cleveland. Yeah. Where we're yeah. all kind of yeah, low like, on. Good but, Lord. but, like... The division, good for them. yeah, like good for Zach Taylor. Like mm-hmm. no one in the hell knew who Zach Taylor was, yeah. and now they won the division. That's Basic, very impressive. Yeah, I, the one decision I'm not—I don't know if I'm a hundred percent a fan of—is sitting Joe Burrow this week. Yeah, because you're gonna try to like I don't know if Brandon Allen's gonna necessarily get you a win against Cleveland by any means. It's not Joe Burrow 100 would. I don't know if Brandon Allen is. And if you lose, you're playing New England in the first round. That's not good. That's not the like I'd much rather play the Belichick. Colts. Gonna, if Belichick's gonna scheme against a second year quarterback. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I I guess I would say I'd much rather play the Colts. I mean, yeah. I, basically everyone in the AFC is wild card wise. Like if you get Patriots, Colts, Chargers. You don't really want to play any of those three teams necessarily. No. But I would say if I had to rank them, Colts I don't. Defense is thriving. Right yeah. Now. So like, I guess Patriots may be the best shot you have. But at that point, that's kind of that's yeah. tough to say. That's your best shot. That's tough. Um, Anybody else really that you, that you're you noticing know, on? Like, but, pretty much anyone who played well, kind of. Play. I mean, Cooper Cup. I think you got Cooper Cup just, just kind of. He came onto the scene. Jonathan Taylor coming out in his own and just being the best running back in football for yeah, a little bit for here sure. is, yeah. is crazy to me. There's not really but... a team outside of Cincinnati, though, where I went, all right, like, yeah, yeah. like, that's good for them. Like Everyone I expected to be good is good, is good, and yeah. everyone I expected to be not very good was not very good. And then yeah. there's there's more teams that I thought would be good that aren't good. Yeah. But there's Baltimore's, not a lot, yeah, Baltimore's yeah. And, the, and the Browns and, and yeah. 49ers of the world. But there's not a lot of teams I was like, Oh, I think you're going to be a bad roster. Like, there's yeah. no like 
Yeah, like no Lions, Lions team coming out, they're ten and seven. You're going, yeah. holy, holy crap! crap. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess like Philly would probably be the one. I will where give Nick Sirianni some credit. We we bashed. Him I think we were. Bit. I think we were pretty low on. I think yeah. we had Philly at like four wins, and they're now in the playoff game. So I think they were like the one team that had yeah. like the shining I star through as well. I thought the Giants would be better as well. I thought just because of the roster, um, but Daniel Jones is terrible and hurt again. Saquon got hurt. There's a lot of bad things all at the same time. But anyway, um, real quick to kind of end this show here, because we don't have full seedings just yet, right? We kind of already know the playoff picture. Yeah. I really hope that somehow the Colts lose and then we stop. <laughs> no, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't either. Uh, actually, I do because that means Lions get the first pick. But I don't think that matters anymore. No, but... I think Lions are going to win today anyway. It's fine. I'm just kidding. They're not, but it's okay. Um, Depends how long Rodgers plays for. <laughs> right? No kidding. Um, but uh, Nate, give me a team. Give me two teams. Okay. One in the AFC, one in the NFC. AFC, NFC. Good Lord. Um, on upset alert in the wild card. Okay. Give me, give me that. Because it, it just, you know, in general, right? I don't care about records. I don't care about who's home and who's away, right? Like, what is a team that's going to be the favorite? That's going to go into these games and who was on the biggest upset alert. I'll say it right now. Mine, mine's the Rams in the mm-hmm. NFC. I think, I, I think a hundred percent. They're a team that is very hot and cold at times. And here's the thing, you know, it's funny. I, as everyone's like, Oh, it's got, it's going to be on the arm of Matthew Stafford. I actually don't agree with that. I don't think it's on the arm of Matthew Stafford at all. I think it's completely and solely on the secondary because there are times where that Rams defense has been the inability to get off the field and, it does like Green Bay was a perfect example of that, where Rams score and then um, Rams just allow Rodgers to walk right down the field three straight times, yeah, and with no with no nobody was stopping mm-hmm. it like at all. That's unacceptable to me. You're paying Jalen Ramsey the amount of money you are to lock down Devontae Adams. To me, it's the Rams. Yeah, for me, and then I think that the, that'd I, be my yeah. NFC one too. Yeah, uh, the AFC for me. I don't really have a favorite in any of these games. That's the sad part. Um, I have say Buffalo. Okay, I have one that's very controversial, okay. but it it it's very dependent on who wins Sunday Night Football. Okay, I think the Chiefs could be on upset alert. Okay, and I only say the Chiefs if they played the Chargers. Okay, because I think the Chargers are good enough to beat them. I mean, they beat, they beat them once in Arrowhead already. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can beat them. They're explosive enough offensively. Defensively, they give them troubles all over the field. And watching the Chiefs play the Broncos in a game where it was like, it wasn't a playoff game, but it was like, you need to win to try at least try to for the one seed. Mm-hmm. And you were losing for three quarters of that game against... Yeah the Denver Broncos against Drew Locke, who ran for two touchdowns on you. <laughs> what is at, just... one point, at one point, he was like one for seven with two rushing touchdowns. touchdowns. And, I was, and like, I was like, oh and I was like, what's Herbert going to do who yeah. can actually throw the ball and is bet yeah. more athletic than Drew Locke? And who has more receivers yeah, and a better guys. defense? Like, I don't know. So that's a team I'm like low-key. I'm like, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Chargers beat the Chiefs. Now, the Raiders will have no chance. No. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Yeah. But the Chargers could. The real team, I have an upside alert. I don't even know if they would be favored in this game with Cincinnati. If they yeah. played the Colts. Technically, they'll be home. Yeah. They'd be home. But I'm like, Colts are... Don't be shocked to see Cincinnati lose this game in the, in yeah. the first round. Here's why, too. The inexperience factor, right? It, it just it sometimes sometimes just comes down to, I just know how to win these games. And that's why, like, yeah. that's why I'm iffy on the Chiefs one. Because I'm like... I honestly, Tennessee, I think, could be as well. Yeah. No Derrick Henry or a limited Derrick, Derrick Henry. Henry going against like the Bills or something, I think you'd definitely yeah. lose or something. But like yeah, yeah. that's where I'm like Yeah. I'm kinda iffy on like Cincinnati and the Chargers, just their youth at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like never played in a playoff game and now it's like, 
one game for your life. Now, maybe Herbert just comes out of the band and he's like, one game for my life, okay, and those were five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. But he could also I, fold Herbert a little bit. Herbert is also the same guy. It, he reminds me so much of staff early on where he's going to have a game where he throws five touchdowns, there's going to be a game where he throws three picks. And you go, what is Exactly. Going on? So it's like, yeah. which one comes out against the exactly. Chiefs or and against the Raiders like even? That. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. It's going to be interesting, though. I'm really excited for this playoffs. I think there's going to be a lot of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I think, happened. I think I, like for the first time, I'm very excited for all of the matchups. Like normally, there's like two, three games. I'm like, I could care less if yeah, I watch that one. I was really excited for Washington versus Tampa last year. Yeah, Washington versus Tampa, Saints versus whoever they played last year. Yeah. It was Eagles or something. Like I was yeah. like, I could or oh no, Saints Bears. I was, yeah. That was the biggest snooze festival playoff game I ever watched. <laughs> I was like, I could care less about this game. Yeah. But, like, this year, I'm like, even the sevens, I'm like, you yep. give me Chiefs-Chargers, and then you're mm-hmm. going to give me Rams-Eagles yep. as, as two sevens. I'm like, yeah, those right. could be pretty entertaining games. Absolutely. So, yeah. Or you see division matchups again, right? Like, the Rams, Rams got to the Cardinals again. You're like, oh, geez, three times? Yikes. You know, Cardinals were, or even Eagles versus Dallas again. Could right? have I mean, well, we just saw it. Very but unlikely, but, right, but like, could We saw it, right? Like, it's one of those things where you go, oh, okay, well. That's an interesting kind of dynamic, right? Back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks like that. Like, you could see the Rams play the Niners back-to-back weeks. No, you could. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And that's a disaster for the Rams, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of good stuff coming your way, guys. That's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, uh, we'll be talking more playoff action, right? We'll be talking, you know, some of the fallouts and all that good stuff. But um, that's going to be it for this week's show. Uh, stay on the lookout for some social media, too. We'll probably post on social media a little bit more this week because uh, we will be going to the GCW show at Harpo's in Detroit. So just looking forward to that. Uh, but that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.